0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: My queens, my kings, my blessed angels, thank you so much for tuning into Sexy Unique podcast. The show that began a series of my podcasting journey. If you're just joining for the first time, welcome. You're about to embark on a journey of figuring out what the fuck Vanderpump Rules means. And if you're a return listener, thank you for tuning back in. If you're a patron on Patreon, thank you extra because you are the reason that this podcast exists. This podcast happens week to week, thanks to your support. So bless you and thank you. Some announcements. One is there is a store where you can buy merch that's directly correlated to this podcast. And that store is store.com. There's a best-selling sticker that declares universal truth, which is that Vanderpump Rules is a show for geniuses. You can buy the sticker for $5. You can put it on your laptop or a notebook or your car, I guess, or wherever you feel is an appropriate place to show the world that you are a genius. There's also Lindsay Lohan Beach Club merch. Not her official merch, but like my official merch in honor of her shit show that I also cover on Fridays on this podcast with my co-host Carrie O'Donnell. And there are Road to Sir posters that are An homage to the beautiful fan fiction episodes where, again, my co-host, brilliant co-host, might I say, Carrie O'Donnell and I created origin stories for the cast of Vanderpump Rules. There's a lot to be checked out. There's more to come. So stay tuned. Sexyuniquestore.com is where you can find all of this magical stuff. If you want to support the podcast, if you want to be a reason that I wake up in the morning, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash podcast. and it is there that you will find all the information you need to become a supporter of SUP. For as little as a $1 per episode commitment, you will get a weekly bonus episode as well as bonus content that is unreleased. For your ears only. And recaps of seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules. I pride myself in the bang for your book. And this, honestly, this is a deal that delivers. So check it out. Patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. And without further ado, I give to you this week's episode of SEP. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules.
2: Ain't nobody got me feeling
1: like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Lara Marie Shane Hall.
0: Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope you kick's up. Love it with the beach, Here we go go so in. Then we go with a friend, yeah, we both win. Hotel chilling,
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm Lara, your host, and today... I'm with fellow pump head, Hannah Faust. Hello.
3: Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so
1: excited to have you here.
3: Uh, You're a longtime pump head, no? Yes. Yeah. Long time, long time pump head. I started watching. Oh, here's what happened. I moved in with my um, best friend. And at the time, I didn't really know her. Mm -hmm. And I knew that she was a big fan of this stuff. And so there was one day that I was home alone cleaning the house and they were season four was about to start. And so they did a marathon of season three on Bravo. And I watched it all day long. And I immediately went to her and I was like, you're a genius. Why didn't you tell me how great this show was? Mm hmm. And I've been hooked ever since.
1: Season three is a is a really good, solid, solid season.
3: Season... I know that season two is like a crowd favorite, but season three is my favorite.
1: Yeah, I've just... I was in the midst of like a season three rewatch, but then this season started. So it's taken up a lot of my like time and mental energy. But I'm really excited, especially after this shit season, to go back to like the glory days of VPR. This season is garbage and I'm upset. I'm like demanding
3: justice
1: i don't for everyone you know
3: what i don't think we're gonna get it
1: we're never gonna get it i had a friend of the pod alan morse was telling me that she has a theory that this season is like a tsunami where like the surf and the waves recede and everyone's like, where'd the waves go? And everything's flat. Isn't that crazy? And then maybe next season will be just like a tsunami of drama. Like this is like the calm before the storm. I think that's an optimistic way to look at it's it. Super optimistic. But I was like, it gave me the hope that I needed in order to continue podcasting about the show,
3: <laughs> because I've almost reached the end of my like patience rope. Well, I mean, here's the thing in the, So season two and season three are my fave Mm -hmm. because they are unhinged in those seasons. And the problem with this season is that they are perfectly tied to the ground. I feel like their feet are on the ground. They are aware of what's going on. Yeah. It feels like they've made some sort of friendship with production. Yeah. Yeah where everyone's everyone's on the same page of the way that we're going to see these storylines play out. Yeah. And it's all going to be fine, and it's going to focus on their endeavors and Stassi's book and um, Kristen's t-shirt line, which is bullshit. Yeah. I'm
1: like, you can still focus on those, but also troll the people on the show who are highly
3: deserving of being trolled. It makes me wonder if the producers know that the majority of the people watch this show, not from an aspirational point of view. I would say maybe 30% of the viewers look at these people and truly love them. I miss the
1: transparency that used to be that this show was so good at. And now there's none. And it's like, they, it's like all these people on vanderpump rules are acting now they, but they are. are bad actors so like at the very fucking least if you're going to act for the rest of the series go to a fucking class take some acting lessons so you get good at what you're doing
3: because this isn't like not working something's got to give i have never been more offended in my life than the first scene of this episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Which, a really good segue into <laughs> actually recapping this episode because it's easy to get off track.
3: But I'm serious. That scene where Tom calls James mm-hmm. and there he brings up the Lala and Randall broke up and he's being invited to golf or whatever. That phone call, I was like, how dumb do you think I am? This yeah. is so produced. It's so fake. And I was insulted.
1: I'm used to everyone on the show abusing each other, not them abusing me. Exactly. And that's like what we're being put through now as an audience member. And guess what? I'll stick with it because I have to, but not
3: because I want to. I will stick with it uh, because I have emotional problems and I'm fine with being abused in Mm -hmm. this manner. Yeah. So James
1: also like when did these guys get into golf when did
3: they become golf bros also i find it interesting because golf is a drinking sport yeah that's i mean i used to work in high school i used to work at a golf club and this was um before i got sober and i just worked there and was shit-faced the whole time Mm -hmm. everyone who works at a golf facility drunk yeah anyone who's playing golf drunk yeah like i signed up for the high school
1: golf team because i was like oh this is what you do if you just want to smoke weed all day like you just sign up for golf but then they were actually like no you have to play golf and i was like golf is the worst thing ever invented i hate golf
3: but that's why people drink to get through it
1: yeah but like you can drink and do ungolfly things and like
3: We've never seen them golf before what they golfed last in Mexico. year they golfed
1: in Mexico and, and that was an iconic now. golf is this outing. They're
3: getting fucking old. What I is think this? this is
1: like they I don't know because I have guy friends now that play golf as well. And I'm Ugh. like, are you guys seriously playing golf? It feels like something only 70 year old men should be doing. Like I don't understand golf. I don't either. I've never gotten it. But I miss their blackout golf. Like Mexico golfing was peak Vanderpump where they made up like they were a like so wasted. And then they were just making things up that people said. And then everyone got
3: confused and like in a tizzy. I I do believe that it was an intentional um, distraction from whatever Tom Schwartz was doing at another resort. Yeah. Yeah. That we... Okay, good. You're a truther. I am a truther.
1: Some people truth Sandy Hook. Some people truth Michael Jackson. Some people truth Tom Schwartz ending up at the other resort. I don't know. And Sandoval making up that James said he hooked up with Kristen to distract.
3: I think Tom Schwartz has a raging opioid problem and is just always on pills. And so I don't necessarily think that he was fucking someone else at another resort, but I do think he was off doing drugs. He's... (laughs) buying like a bag of eight. I don't even know if he was yeah. Uh I don't
1: know Just if he was at good, another pure Mexican h. He was like consorting with like drug lords in the area. What if he was like doing ayahuasca in a TP somewhere?
3: That might be like actually like an eye-opening experience for him. Yeah, I guess that's true. I wish I was doing ayahuasca in a TP somewhere. So maybe that's giving him too much credit.
1: Yeah. With Katie wearing that Grateful Dead shirt on Watch What Happens Live, my entire foundation as a human being was rocked. I was like, now anything (laughs) can happen, like, before you know it, like, they're all going to be doing the things that you love to do. Like, I'm like... I hate that. I've been... Like, it's been a wonderful separation of getting to watch this show, live close, but not ever matriculate, like, not be like, we don't run into each other unless, like, I was to go to TomTom or I step into that world. And now the fact that, like, there's the threat of them potentially stepping into my world, I'm like, this has gone too far.
3: I, so you live in it. I do not. I yeah. live over in Mount Washington, which is most people know. I like, don't even know where they Yeah, Vanderpump I you're love like that. very
1: Vanderpump safe. It's a low Vanderpump score. In
3: fact, the only time although that's not true. I did run into them once because I am a comedian and I had a friend that was on the lineup for um the show that's hosted by those girls that did the Dick
1: Okay, sketch. Rachel O'Brien's like
3: yeah, that, comedy that, troupe. Like, Italian those, that Italian girl and the blonde one. Oh yeah, they host it. They host a comedy night, and one of my friends was doing stand up on the lineup, and mm-hmm. I went to go see. And Brittany and Stassi and Kristen were all there. That's a wild crowd. Yeah, yeah. This was maybe like two years ago mm-hmm. too. But then the only other time I was with you when we saw Kristen. Yeah, yeah. Iconic.
1: So that's like it happens in passing. But now the thought of like, I don't think Katie really listens to the Grateful Dead. Like, I can't imagine her really like that speaking to her soul. But if I was to run into her at a dead and company show. Oh, my God. That would actually I might lose it because the chance that I'm on acid just like tripping balls is like very high. It's like a 1010. That is what my state of mind is. And throwing like a Katie Maloney into the mix of that mental headspace, like I would end up getting fifty Like sure. I would never be the same after that.
3: What would you do if you saw Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney rocking out in Grateful Dead Show? Or <laughs> in a and company, whatever. I
1: truly don't know what I would do. I'd rip my uh, eyes out
3: i'd, I'd think be if like you the were... meth
1: girl who wrote the thing for cosmo where she's like one time i did so much meth that i just dug my eyes out of my head and like my t- cosmo tell all would be like one time i was just trying to live love love trip some acid and then katie maloney and tom schwartz appeared and that was it for me i think you would rip try and rip her face off
2: yeah, just I think to know I would if immediately start crying.
1: <laughs> like I would be immediate sobs. Acid or not. Though. Yeah, acid, acid or not. No. And then just like, I would probably, you know, when have you ever been to Coachella?
3: Yeah, You know when like
1: every once in a while, like some poor soul gets carried out oh, of the crowd? Yes. That would be me. I uh, That need was to take almost me to the med me tent. One
3: time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've been all there. really, we've, all been we've pushed
1: it to the Coachella edge Oof. and every once in a while, someone's got to go down. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, stay away. I'll call the police. I'll literally call
3: 911 on her. I do support um, white people calling the police on other white people. Yeah. So that's fine. Done.
1: Um, Lala and Rand. Oh, James says Lala and Rand fight all the time. And then he kind of sheds light on their relationship that he's like when he and Lala were friends, it was just like constant Randall drama. So I believe that.
3: Yeah, I can imagine that they probably fight a lot. Because I mean, they're two really intense personalities and I think that they really are wild and crazy in love. Yeah. And they fight a lot, but then they fuck a lot, you know? Their love is like kind of
1: remind it's like a Martin Scorsese like broke down casino vibes. Like right. he's like the Robert De Niro, she's like the Sharon Stone, but yet they're just Lala and Rand.
3: I stand them as a couple. You love them. I do. I got to a point this
1: in this episode where I was like, I think their love is darker than I gave it credit for.
3: I do think it's dark. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I will say I absolutely loved that salon scene mm-hmm. where Lala was giving us the tea on yeah. the inside of their relationship.
1: That's what I tune in for is for her to tell me how she fucked a guy and he gave her a Range Rover the next oh day. Oh my God. Like we what need to do take I a page do? out of that book. What
3: do I need to do to get a man to fuck me and then buy me a Range Rover? I think just like kind of be a hoe on
1: Instagram mm-hmm. and then work at Sir or a Sir adjacent type of restaurant.
3: Mm, can't commit to that.
1: And then you wait. And you're just ready to pounce.
3: I don't know, man. My life right now is more like I fuck a guy and then he steals my Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my life is like I fuck
1: no guys. So I'm like, mm, TBD, Oh, this is going to work out. But like, I would love, like, I would love to find a way to translate, like, my amazon wishlist journey into like a a human yeah it's a good start lala i mean i always say i recommend on one of the books at the top of my reading list is a book called "Ho tactics oh yeah you know you're familiar familiar one of the greatest books ever written i would venture to say Mm -hmm. of just like advice solid advice on how to get a sugar daddy and lala but she even breaks those rules because that says that you don't fuck on the first date. Or well, on the, the first like time of hanging out.
3: I feel that Lala has probably done some sex work and I love that about her because yeah. I'm very pro sex work Same. and I'm very pro sex worker. And I think she's probably dabbled in sugaring now. I do not think that it would be fair to call her relationship with Randall a sugar daddy. And I think people like to conflate those two things, but sugaring is like an actual like tier yeah. of sex work. Mm-hmm. I think first of all the exchange of money is just the exchange of energy and we live in a capitalist society where we don't really like connect that mm-hmm. but um you know sharing with someone financially is who's to say that's any different than um showing someone that you like, sharing with them in a way where you are showing them acts of service or yeah. quality time or like any of the love languages or anything like that and I think that people are wait, are you a Ninety Day Fiance fan?
1: I'm um, uh no, but people keep telling me that. Oh god, my call! I know that my calling is to watch Ninety Day Fiance, and I hear you, everyone that's told me mm-hmm. that it's like needs to happen.
3: There's a couple on there, George and Anfisa, mm-hmm. and people hate Anfisa because she is the definition of a cunt. Yeah, she is the worst. However. People really hate on her because their relationship is all about money. Okay, but She came into it straight up being like, I want an American husband. I want to I want a rich American husband. Mm-hmm. And even before they were married, she would say things to his face, to the camera's face all I really care about is your money. Yeah. You know, she, she put love it that. out there. And she's a woman who knows what she wants. Exactly. And then people really like to hate on her because all she does is spend his money and bleed him dry. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's, I mean, I kind of think that's their relationship. He likes to give her things and he likes to sort of be financially abused in that way. And she likes to do it. And so I'm not going to say that there's anything wrong with their relationship, but anyways, back to Lala and Randall, I think, um, everyone approaches relationships with sort of a first foot forward that this is just my theory um that's that's based on sort of your maybe not your childhood but like experiences that you have so Mm -hmm. when I date people and I my first foot forward is um let me convince you to love me mm-hmm. by showing you that I can be there for you. Yeah. And I can um be three steps ahead and always thinking about you and always anticipating what you need or what you want and going out of my way to be super like generous with my time and energy. Mm-hmm. And that comes from like relationships I've had in the past. It comes from childhood stuff. It's just, it's in, it's sort of my thing that I throw out there first. Lala, I think the thing that she does that with is her sexuality. She says, love me because of my sex appeal and my sex abilities and things like that. Randall's is money. Mm -hmm. And he says, love me because I'm rich and I can provide for you. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't think he has all the money that he puts out there. You know what,
1: though? I thought that, too. And then someone wrote me and reminded me that Randall is one of the EPs of Power, which is like one of the top rated shows behind Game of Thrones. So he's got like that cable hit TV show money.
3: I would say, yeah. I mean, I think he has money for sure. I don't know if he has the kind of money to just like he has definitely buy a range more money than you or
1: described. I and then less money I'm than rich. Jeff Bezos.
3: <laughs> um, I don't know what you're in there. Uh, I just spent $100 at Erewhon, which I'm going to feel bad about for Damn, several days. You ran it out at
1: Erewhon. I'm filthy rich. Yeah,
3: that was a power move. I'm just kidding. I'm in debt. Anyways, <laughs> so Rand
1: yeah, his bank account's TBD, but it's, I think, more D than we give him credit for. What is D? Just decided. Like, ah! TBD <laughs> to be determined, but it actually, it's very, it's determined. I see. Yeah. I see. Um, so, yeah, I guess their love languages or their love presentation does dovetail nicely with each yeah, other.
3: And I think sometimes... And
1: also, Lala's a woman. She knew what she wanted, I think, out of this relationship where it was like, I'm hot, I'm putting it out there on the gram that, like, I'm open to various possibilities, and then this person came in, they had an opportunity for me, like, I want to be an actress, and I want all these things, I'm going to do this and see where it goes, and it's kind of led into... Now, I guess like they fell in love. So they're kind of doing like it's a little bit pretty woman, but it's like a little bit more activated than that, because I think she knew like I want like I will drive the Range Rover and I will get the role in the row.
3: Well, I think there's a lot of messaging out there, especially for women, that if you enjoy men buying you things that you are some sort of um sex worker adjacent person which you know people use words like prostitute and hooker and blah blah and it's all these derogatory terms because we live in a country where people don't respect sex work or Mm -hmm. sex workers um but then there's also the gold digger aspect and i think people automatically feel a little strange about a woman that is comfortable with having men buy her things but ladies let men buy you shit yeah we're holding the world up Let's do on it our shoulders. I'm like, feel free to buy
1: me literally anything.
3: And I, a lot of women sort of um, defer to this place based on their conditioning. That's like, oh, God, I would feel so uncomfortable. Or like, I can buy my own stuff or blah, 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 or this or that. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Buy me shit and buy it for me now. <laughs> I'm like, I do
1: have a net a wish list. That can be floated wow. to any man who's willing to like fuck with me on that kind of level. That's the wish list. If you're a man and you're interested, please DM me and I'll send you to that wish list and we'll see like what you can do in that arena. A, a beautiful strategy. Yeah. Amazon is like, that Amazon is the first. Friends, step. family net a porté is like where i'm looking for anyone that wants to take it to the next level honestly go for the
3: range rovers yeah I'm get a range rover get a range rover from a guy that you fucked once yeah i think also like
1: what's interesting about the lala and Rand situation is i think a lot of women shy like gifts can be creepy sometimes because sure. it comes with like an expectation i say or no, like it doesn't I know, but like I know it
3: does, but I say no, it doesn't. Yeah,
1: like if however you define that love, but then also <laughs> there are some creepy gifts. But sure. weirdly, I think that Lala and Rand, like because she, according to her, because she fucked him on the first night, which is like I think most pe- like dating gurus will tell you is a no no. But she's like, you don't tell Lala what to do. She slept with Rand, and then he gave her a Range Rover, which is the best.
3: That's like I'm amazing. tit for tat. That's like I, aspirational. I fluctuate on how I feel about Lala, but in that moment, I was like, "Take me in." Is no, I was you're... like, "You're a queen. You're really onto something."
1: Yeah. May we all have a Lala moment. I pray for you and me and each and every listener <sighs> of this podcast that the next person you fuck, they give you a Range Rover, and wow. like even just like a metaphorical
3: Range Rover. Honestly, I feel blessed
1: yeah. in that moment just to have. I'm in that a man. Wish. We're manifesting that energy <laughs> Oof, right now. Yes. And we're all going to get Range Rovers. Katie and Brittany come over to...
3: Or wait, where are they? I think they're... Oh, they're in... Brittany is uh, with Jax. I will actually tell you where they are because of the heinous art that's on the wall above the couch at Brittany and Jax's apartment. We
1: need like a moment to honor the interior design aesthetic of that condo slash apartment. I'm... Shook by the fact that these people rent, they rented this apartment and then proceeded to do like an entire renovation, installing like wooden walls and like painting and curtains and all this like rustic art. And it's just a really like, it's
3: shocking. This is how I know there's justice in this universe. They can get as filthy rich as they want. And even get to the point where they've convinced the producers to be on their side and all of their storylines are canned and they're looking real coming out looking real good on TV, but they cannot stop being trash when it comes to interior design and style. Yeah. As Luann
1: said, money, money can't, can't buy, buy you class. class. And Britney and Jux are a great
3: personification of that. Do you did you notice the art that I'm talking about? Yeah, there? the one that just says, says like J and B. It, no, no, no. This is the one that has it has Four, uh, squares across the top and four squares across the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they alternate with this really ornate, um, font and yeah. each one says KY and MI.
1: Oh, so, and so they're honoring.
3: Their Do not roots. use the word honoring. That's <laughs> offensive.
1: <laughs> they're honoring Bed Bath and Beyond's finest art. I, it is. Did you think they commissioned that piece from yes. someone? Yeah. Yeah shocking like they spent a fortune like i i truly believe that sh- they spent a lot of money like redoing that apartment i like i feel like they went to z gallery and just Oof. like picked out one after one things that they loved and like furnished that place up and then like commissioned some typewriter art from whoever and like I feel like you would be shook to see the receipts.
3: Oof. Um yeah, that really hurts me. I think that I know that I I already know that I hate capitalism, but the fact that capitalism allows us the freedom for people like that to spend their money on things such as that art really infuriates me.
1: Like I would like it if this show abandoned storylines altogether and just had them do like apartment tours and talk (laughs) about like their prized possessions, because that would at least be like more of an interesting glimpse into their psyche than like them acting and like pretending like they care about anything. If
3: we are not going to get to see the inside of their psyche with, you know, dramatic storylines of them actually being themselves, then yes, I would I would watch it. Yeah. Like I would listen to
1: Brittany talking to me for 30 minutes about why she oh, chose that God. art.
3: And also, I mean, the style, mm-hmm. I know that we harp about it, but what the fuck is going on? Like every, even when I think that they have some semblance of style, every interview look is trash every red carpet look is trash i didn't watch watch what happens live the other night with katie on it yet i didn't watch it seen enough yeah
1: i saw enough to know that i would be triggered and it was a total stay away zone for me um lala okay so everyone's at jackson Brittany's horrific apartment and britney and katie are making like baby bottles full of vodka to like soothe lala and Lala comes over and reveals that she and Rand were only broken up for 17 hours. I love that. Yeah. That's like when you know the relationship is not probably built to last is right. when you're having like 17 hour breakups with your man.
3: Yeah. I do kind of like I see where she's coming from, though. I would be pissed. Well, yeah. I if we mean, made a pact and then I came back and he had just totally shat on it.
1: Yeah. I don't kn- I just don't know if I buy into like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fence about their like true love. How true is the love? I think they are uh just perfectly chaotic yeah. together. They're Britney and Kevin like chaotic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jax is in his little man room playing his drums and Britney calls it the fart closet. Enough. Yeah. That no, Jax's no. man room is too much for me.
3: Um yeah, no further comment. It fucking enough. <laughs>
1: Lala's premiere is the next night and she says she's done a ton of character work for her role in The Row
3: Did you watch The Row? I sure did Listen, Lala is a good actress.
1: Lala's a good actress. Is The Row a good movie? No. No. But Lala
3: is a good actress I'm compelled. I would watch her in many more movies. I'm running for president in 2020 on the platform On the platform. Lala is a good actress Yes! You
1: have my vote (laughs) If Bernie drops out of the race, (laughs) (laughs) everyone's going to come and gather for her premiere, which I don't know if you followed any of their social media over this like premiere, but their premiere was like at that tiny theater. Yeah. Next to a Trader Joe's like,
3: which is correct. Yes, it is correct.
1: It was perfectly on brand and everyone was there to support the true star of the show. Now let's be honest. And her premiere breakout role in the row and lala says that she would go out with them but she's not going to because she wants to go blow randall afterwards
3: yeah this is what i mean when i say that she leads with her sexuality yeah with that like blow job motion thing what respectable adult makes a blow job motion
1: i mean not saying I that have she's nothing not but respect for my M- president sure, sure, sure. lala kent honestly i mean faust
3: kent 2020 <laughs> in my dreams in my dreams um no But I do find it interesting that Lala has some sort of clout to be able to be like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to film. I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend. Well, yeah. But she now is in the,
1: she is in the power seat. I think she's the the alpha female on the show now.
3: Because what she has the
1: jet. She has the roles. She's doing what it is she set out on the show to do.
3: Yeah. And she doesn't need this show. So, so. what was it, Gaudy? That she was like gone for an episode for mm-hmm. because she went to the premiere. Yeah, yeah. She's she's doing what she wants. She's like, fuck you. I'm not going to be on a production schedule. This show provides
1: her just like play, fun money that she can like spend on a purse or what. Like, not even that. It's like all her rent, purse, car is covered. So then she just like has money to fuck off with. I guess. Yeah.
3: You know, when she says politically incorrect things, I really get disappointed, but. Other than that, goddamn, do I love her? Yeah. Well,
1: that'll be a nice balance with you guys Uh, on your ballot.
3: True. (laughs) Yeah. I think I could teach her a thing or two. Stassi, Schwartz, and
1: Bo bring their dogs to Vanderpump Dogs. And I'm honestly terrified because I think Vanderpump Dogs is getting a spinoff. I think so, too. And it's going to center around that horrific gay who runs it. And I'm both excited, but also dreading, like, hate watching him and all his shenanigans.
3: I'll tell you when I knew Vanderpump Dogs was getting a spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's when I saw that man wearing a button-down shirt, a la Pump or Sir, Yeah, at a dog care facility. Now, I have a dog. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years have I ever seen anyone at any of his daycares Groomers, rescue facilities, nothing. No one is wearing button down shirts that yeah. are so tight that you can see their nipples.
1: And you would restrict movement, like so you couldn't actually care for the dogs.
3: You're caring for a goddamn dog? You have to uh, why why? Why are you wearing like a chic outfit? I also That man knew, is hungry for fame. Oh, he's
1: so hungry. Ugh. He's
3: so hungry for and fame. And when he
1: started coming for Dorit on Housewives of Beverly Hills and like talking about the travesty of like her giving yeah. the dog away. I was like, he is looking for it. Yeah. He's
3: on a, he's on a marathon.
1: Yeah. Finish line, his and, own show. And I'll be there. But again, I probably, I won't like it, but will I have Listen, to do it? If yes. he,
3: if he's a nightmare,
1: then I'm on board. Yeah. Well, I think chances are he's going to provide the nightmares we've all been seeking for. Um, I'm not totally caught up on real house nights of Beverly Hills, but are you? I'm not, I'm like one or two episodes behind.
3: Don't you think it's kind of weird that it feels like Lisa is a wreck on that show and Mm -hmm. yet it is filming at the same time as Vanderpump Rules and we have not seen her be a wreck. Yeah. On Vanderpump Rules.
1: Well, because she's the one in control of Vanderpump Rules. So she gets to like. Preserve her image as like the wise boss who has to put up with everyone else's
3: shit. She's the puppet master, but I'm also called that before.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm also down with Lisa getting her like getting her. This is a long-awaited downfall. Oh right, because she's she's going
3: down this season on yeah, over Puppygate. She-
1: yeah, mm. which I mean is really smart of her to turn Puppygate into a spin-off series of, of for Vanderpump Dogs. Like Bravo, like the wheels never stop turning. Never. But like, I also just am like, stay out of Vanderpump rules. Like, yeah. don't don't infiltrate this show more. Yeah. Yeah. Sassy's going to meet Bo's mom and do a workshop, like an emotional growth workshop or like a couples therapy workshop with his mom, who's like a therapist of some sort. Right.
3: I mean, sure. Yeah. Which I was
1: like, I thought when she said that they were doing a workshop, it just meant like She was going to do a workshop with her, Bo, and Bo's mom. I didn't realize that she meant like the entire cast
3: of the show was going to come and sit in on like a lecture. I thought since they were hosting it at Kristen and Carter's and we have had so much turmoil around their relationship that she was doing it with just them. Mm -hmm. So I had a. Same thing, but different.
1: Everything got really confusing because at first I thought, at first I thought it was just Stassi and Bo. Then I thought like, oh, it's just them, like Stassi with Kristen and Carter or something or like, and then it opened up into like the entire Vanderpump universe. And then
3: the true problematic couple of this episode revealed themselves as Tom and Ariana. Yeah.
1: But actually, like, I feel like they resolved their produced conflict in like a very chill way. I hard
3: disagree. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, What the fuck are they talking about? They're going to buy a house together, live together. Maybe he's going to adopt a child and they're still going to be together. My gut instinct tells me that they've
1: already talked about all this kid stuff. Right. That they know they're gonna have a kid in like five years or something like that and offline they've been like this is what the deal is this is what our future is like blah 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 but then for the purposes of the show it's a very convenient storyline to be like i don't know like this might be a deal breaker and then her to say like stop asking because that is like i mean it's a good way for her to like brand herself around like keep your like head out of my uterus like blah 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 it's catchy it also is like of the moment like feminism whatever and then but i don't buy for a second that they're like just now having this conversation for the first time on camera on this episode of the show well
3: i agree but i think tom sandoval has a pretty proven record of not listening to his girlfriends and uh not hearing them when Mm -hmm. they speak and i think that he has spent their entire relationship thinking that she's gonna come around and i Actually, really think that she does not want children. Yeah, she does not is, strike
1: me as someone that's like wanting. This kids is something at that all. women
3: that don't want kids struggle with all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I mean, in their case in particular, I don't think he listens to her, and I think he really has been thinking that she's going to come around, and so I think he's just kind of been putting it off. And I don't think that she's doing a great. Listen, I stand Ariana. I love her. Yeah. Um. I. I'm aware that if you that she comes across great compared to this group. And I think if you put her in a a different setting, a more progressive setting, maybe she wouldn't be as chic. Mm -hmm. But I love her. And I agree with a lot of things that she does and says and stands for. But I also don't know that she's articulating herself well enough to Tom that she doesn't want children. And I think that maybe both of them are not properly facing the music that what are you doing buying a five-bedroom, five-bathroom house together if you don't want kids? Yeah. Something's or, I, well, not I mean, adding up. Not, not, if, not if, if they don't want kids. If she doesn't want kids and he does. Mm-hmm. I also didn't like the way that she reacted to him saying that it was a deal breaker. She was like, well, there's the door. No one's keeping you here. And I was like, babe, you got to chill. He's, yeah, he's It's okay that he's speaking a deal breaker into... universe Mm -hmm. that's you're allowed to set boundaries both of you should be setting boundaries within your relationship but i don't know i just thought that when she was like this is so progressive of us i'm like what the fuck are you talking about like like,
1: i don't think that he's gonna just like adopt a child and then like you would live there too but be like just kind of like come and go as you please i don't think that that's progressive i think that that's like probably very confusing for a child yeah Like, but I don't know. I feel like we're not being told, like, the whole story. I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not making, like, a grave financial decision without having this kind of, like, all locked down. Then, you know, this is who we're dealing with are people that do all sorts of things, like move in together right away, adopt dogs together, like, intertwine their lives.
3: I I mean, I understand what Ariana said about... um, moving somewhere better and having that rent money go to just like down the drain and Mm, i like i I get that but also it when i saw that they bought a two million dollar five bedroom five bathroom house and that they are going from living in an apartment so disgusting that i wouldn't step mm -hmm. foot in there to that i was like that is insane that's a wild but then also that's it's like some lifestyle whiplash is what that is. But
1: I feel like maybe they've saved for 10 well, yeah. years or something. I'm like they just the have kind of bitch.
3: That's like, I'm a get a slowly little bit, ni- but surely, slowly but surely get a little bit nicer place. And also I'm dying to be a homeowner and I'm thinking like three bed, two bath is fine for mm-hmm. my first house. Five bedrooms and five bathrooms. Like, are they going to be there forever? Is this going to be the house that they live in for eternity? I don't think so. I mean, it, why? I also don't
1: understand. Like, I'm excited. Like, congratulations to them for this purchase. But I'm also like, is it going to be wild for them to live in Valley Village? Like, this, away? Is, this is the first people the first people on the show that have broken away from like the core neighborhood this is why i think we're not gonna have a, a next season because you think that we're not gonna have a next season
3: no what do you i think that i think we're done no we're I think definitely we are not done, done but what are they going to do? Are they going to, I mean, they're really going to have to revise this whole, we still work it, sir thing that they're gripping onto because we have just to have can't. a next season. Cause we have to see Jackson, Brittany getting married. I think they'll get their own show or their own special, like a Bethany getting married thing. Cause that was a cup. That was like a one season show kind of right. Or like, yeah. six episodes. yeah, or or it was like that led into like
1: Bethany ever after yeah. or like Bethany has a baby or whatever.
3: Um, but what are they going to do? Are they going to still pretend like Tom is bartending at Tom and Ariana are both bartending at Sir while we're filming at their $2 million mansion? I think that they do still bartend at Sir sometimes. Like I think Tom does.
1: I've seen him like bartending there and even though it was for like dedicated nights or whatever, but I think that they do like, I don't know if he and Ariana ever stopped bartending at Sir. Oh, I just have, uh, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of unknowns. It's
3: just like, I don't, I don't think we're the same kind of person, me and them, which mm-hmm. God bless, but I am too, I'm too much of a bougie. Like, I, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not that, I'm, I'm in, still in debt, you know, and, uh, make a decent amount of money but nothing crazy and i'm i'm like i'm too good to be bartending like i even get that
1: ego yeah but i don't think that they i think that they've been like ego they have no pride that's true yeah and that's my ego's enormous yeah yeah Yeah. jacks finally we get some good alley action Mm because he takes to the alley to eat some crispy chicken off a chair and that's when james calls him to invite him to play golf again with this like golf storyline i truly like cannot but i really did i needed that alley shot so like i'll put it up with it
3: yeah um sometimes i end up over there because i like to go to gracias madre and i Mm -hmm. like to um have a you know i don't know it's just like a good central spot for some meetings and things like that and every time i walk by the alley i get sad because it's just not the same anymore. No, I long for the
1: days of like chairs stacked on each Ugh. other and like when it wasn't painted white and it was just like a trash hangout zone yeah. for all the servers. And now, I mean, I'll take what I can get, but i it's not the same. Wait. And I love that Jax also is like talking shit about James and like looking down on him while he's the one eating chicken
3: off a chair in an alley that Jax has a weird thing where he has no pride and yet too much Mm -hmm. this is one of those situations where he doesn't see him like eating crispy chicken off a chair in an alley as uh something that makes him less than yeah he he's like blind to that
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or was it something that started much earlier?
1: Follow Disantel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big, the Contoured Pouch and Ball Caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably-sourced material and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Good things come in big packages at Undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Go to GetCanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription.
2: Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you.
1: In this episode particularly, I had several moments where I was like, God, Katie is Beautiful, like looking truly gorgeous to me. What is that? Am I insane? I thought she looked stunning. I was like, t- she isn't aback by her beauty, and like truly, it made me like her more because I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't like her talking shit to her friend. Like, it's like the level of like the sanctimony is so insane. Her being like, "Thank God he's not my boyfriend. Thank God we're not dating." I was like katie look at your man like go home like but the beauty was the beauty score was up and i was just like i didn't know what to make of myself
3: okay i'm yes i you took me on that journey and i'm here she's gorgeous mm-hmm. for sure she's objectively beautiful she's yeah. a beautiful woman and i think her hair is doing good things this season She has, it's taken her seven mm-hmm. years to mm-hmm. get
1: to a place of good hair and like then from the neck up everything is like perfection like i'm like don't change a thing you're doing great sweetie but like from the neck down things completely fall apart and i'm just talking from a sartorial sense like only because like she is not a fat person so like the end of that conversation yeah i'm talking about just outfit wise she can't like it's a non it's a
3: no win uh okay a couple of things first of all if you're out there and you're struggling because you just got a bad haircut or a bad dye job look at katie maloney she's an inspiration to us all yeah she went from it gets better it gets better from a (laughs) hair standpoint you can go from the most heinous hair ever seen on reality television to a stunning mane yeah in a few short seasons so hang in there um sartorially oof She's, she's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Sartorially.
1: Yeah. Like I was truly, and like, I thought all of this until someone sent me the like pick screenshot from the watch what happens. And I was like, that's it. Like you just, when I thought I was like uh, in a good place, I get taken down and then I lose all respect all over again.
3: But I also think that she is, she's playing the victim a lot this season Mm -hmm. and it, um, puts her in these sort of like, um, like, mm. yeah, there's a lot of good, like facial expressions yeah. she can do with that. Yeah, yeah, they can't see. What yeah. Just if
1: you, for the readers who can't see <laughs> Hannah, just did like the Katie, like victim, like James just called me <laughs> fat in the alley kind of face. And it was like, you're right. She's onto something. Yeah.
3: And it's a good look for hers and it makes her face look very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, pick a fucking side, either be like, be a
1: bitch. Like, I know you want to be like, I know that she has like this really catty evil side to her or be
3: a victim, like choose a side. Taking issue with someone insulting your body in a big way is not body positivity. <laughs> yeah, <that's> Listen. True. <laughs> Listen, Katie is not a fat person. I am a fat person. And I love that about me. I, I mean, I would say I'm definitely a plus size girl who can get away with regular sizing quite often. But I'm a plus size bitch. Okay. And I have done a lot of work around body stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm sober now and it's because my uh I'm an addict and really my main issue is eating disorders and I'm in a 12-step program for it. And, you know, I've done a lot of work around it and through that work, I now have the largest ego and I'm obsessed with myself. I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, bitch, you are the most beautiful woman that's ever graced this planet and they should all be bowing down to you. Amen. A fucking men, right? Mm-hmm. Um But it takes a while. It, it takes... Not everyone gets there. Yeah. It takes a while to get there. It took me a while to get there. And I know lots of people that are in my program and that, you know, struggle with the same things that they, they may never get there. And that's fine too. But, you know, it's a really complicated issue and making a big fuss out of some fucking loser calling you fat just screams like, girl, you got work to do. Yeah. And you do not have to be fat you have to take issue with your body and feel insecure about it. No, not at all. Everyone feels insecure about their body. Everyone has the right to. We live in a weird world. We hate on each other for it. You know, we're not, we're not a body positive world Mm -hmm. or whatever. But she's just, I'm just like, you are, I don't want you to be the face of this movement. I would love for her to, I would get on board if she spent a season actually examining this experience and, um, being truthful about all the times that she uh, about times that her weight has fluctuated because it has mm-hmm. throughout the seasons. And I would love it if she would speak on that and examine it and be vulnerable and open about it. That would get me so on her team just because I'm watching her have a real human experience and really try to understand something that's difficult. Yeah. But like, what is this shit? What is this shit? Right.
1: It's like, it's like pandering and trying to like, you're just branding yourself. It sucks. Well, I just think that she, um, and also it would be nice if she would like, what is wild to me is that there's been no kind of acknowledgement of like, Hey, a lot of us women used to hate each other. And we used to say really fucked up things to each other. And like, try and take each other down but now like we're in a different place let's like speak on that a little bit and yeah. like speak on like slut shaming and like the journey that we've been on to get from you know calling lala like a home-wrecking whore to then flying on her private jet like right. Let's really break that down. Yeah. And talk about like internalized misogyny and like blah, blah, blah. But no, we're just going to like skip over all that because I truly think that it was they were just jealous haters of Lala that she right. had something that they wanted, but they weren't feeling activated to get for themselves. Yeah. Because I think typically we've seen the majority of girls and women on the show be attracted to like loser fucking dudes. Ugh. And like Lala someone that was like, I'm not like, I'll fuck them. But like, I have bigger and better things to do, like right. drive a Range Rover. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that really
3: pissed them off. I, I mean, yeah, I would love a little self-examination. And it's not like I don't have, um, I definitely have empathy for Katie in that situation, because there was a time when I was deep in all of my eating disorders and hating my body, that if a man referenced my weight, it yeah. would be like going for the jugular, and I would lose my God damn mind oh yeah I i've mean, fully been there too totally so it's not that i don't have empathy for her i just think she has been a monster mm-hmm. on this show and there are many times where she still is a monster and i just think that everything filters through how what are what's going on with me how can this serve me how am i coming across it's there's a lack of genuine experience mm-hmm. with her I mean, listen, James is trash. But yeah. I mean, but even like last season when she was like, I was
1: really depressed. And then now I'm feeling better. And like her and Tom did a weird slow dance in their apartment. I was like, what? <laughs> but, but like, what have you done? Like, what have you been like? No, this is coming out of nowhere. Much like the La, La acceptance comes out of nowhere. And it's like, do you just like her because it's a political move, like a Mobley Upward move.
3: Yeah. Doing work on yourself is hard. It's so hard. And I think she keeps encountering these moments where she really needs to work on herself. And she can't bring herself to do it. And so this is what she does instead. I Mm -hmm. mean, if some guy calls you fat or tells you to lose weight and it really... Sparks a reaction in you. Now, this isn't that guy's trash. Yeah, that guy. But go have, go work on yourself. Yeah, and go for you, not for that fucking guy. Mm -hmm. Fuck that guy. This is an opportunity for you to recognize like, hey, this is something that really bothers me.
1: And and like, why does it hurt me so much? And the only reason anything would hurt you so much is because you believe that about yourself.
3: Yeah. Because
1: if someone says talk shit to you and you're just like, okay, whatever, like then it's kind of like it just slides
3: off. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't disagree that if a coworker spoke like that to me, I would I would make a fuss for sure. I don't, I don't blame her for that. And I don't think that James, I think James was given a million chances too many and he should have been fired a long time ago. I don't blame her for that. Yeah. I just think that like like, her spinning that into a narrative to make her seem like some kind of hero, really. I'm like, give me a break. Yeah. It's like, she's She's so self-righteous.
1: Yeah. And feels like a saint or like this, like martyr. And I'm
3: like, no, Yeah, just listen. He was a dick. Go get him fired. Move on. Yeah. I would even say... Talk about you. Talk about like, why are we making it into something where it's like all about him and how he's garbage and this and that. Listen, he got fired. Now use this opportunity to, you know, heal something within yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but...
1: Remember when Lala said that she shows up to hotels and acts like an actress who's desperate for a role and wears wigs? Yes. And then revealed that she and Randall are always like playing with each other's assholes. God bless. God bless. I love their ass play, but I was also really shocked by it. Faust Kent Emmett, 2020.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love a man that's open about Wanting his asshole played with. Yeah, same. Why not?
1: I'm like, let's all peg 2020. Better for
3: you guys than it is for us. You guys have a prostate. Are you kidding? Yeah. Why not?
1: More men. More, more asshole play more on play. men 2020.
3: More. Oh God, I mean, I'm dying to peg a man. You will someday. And it will I have be a, incredible. I have a wildly attractive gay man friend who said that he would let me peg him and he better not be joking i don't (laughs) i'll show you
1: a picture yeah gorgeous okay cool yeah i'm like the i think every woman should experience it it's something i've stood by since i pegged for the first time and i was like it really puts you in a whole different power seat totally like literally gives you the experience of being able to penetrate someone, which Mm. is like women don't get that. So I think it's like essential.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that um, Lala and Randall's relationship is probably because he's not on camera and she's kind of a loud mouth. They have probably discussed in length what they are and are not comfortable with her saying on the show. Mm -hmm. And so, which I don't know if that's true. I just feel like it is so the fact that he's maybe like yeah you can talk about how i like my asshole played with on the show I'm yeah like,
1: yes but also ass play has gotten really like normalized it's like part of the culture now yeah so it's kind of like a clout thing like maybe if you don't if you're like weird about ass play in 2019 Get you're out. canceled yeah like good luck with your projects listen we're playing with assholes and we're going down on women yeah everyone like all bets are off and no body part is off limits anymore. It's 2019, unless I, you are not consenting, then ev- whatever is off limits. But, of like, course. in a consensual sexual relationship, like, butts are on the menu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What salon were they at? Do you know they it? were at Mesh Salon, which is like a chic salon. I just I love was it shook by she that. was She was screaming,
3: she's like, screaming. Like, her, her volume was loud. Yeah,
1: her volume yeah. was. She came there with something to prove, which which like she did bless proven. yeah <laughs> but like I also was just like this is like a hairdresser's dream this kind of talk but I was also like I was happy to see my girls like being really glam and like having like a high-end moment for themselves yeah like I was like you know what these two they are those two this. are going far That's those two thing. are going far yeah they earned it they got it like life is good for them I'm like, go to Michelin, get the blowout, get the Stassi, expensive highlights.
3: Stasi has just nailed her basic image to a T, even with her like bad jokes mm-hmm. in the interviews. Um, and even remember when she said that um, Bo was a hipster? Yeah. I was like, Bo,
1: his style is. Uh, he's quirky, but he ain't no hipster. No, he's not a hipster. He has maybe the worst style I've ever seen of a man on this show, which is a tall order because the men on the show have terrible style, but yeah. he fits right in, in his own unique way. What did you think about that
3: weird recording
1: from when his mom and Stasi were together? I found myself experiencing an emotion I had never experienced while watching Vanderpump Rules, which is that I was like heartwarmed. Oof. I know. It felt foreign and uncomfortable, but I was
3: also like, okay. I think I was distracted by the production of it all because, like, when he played the audio, it was too good. Mm -hmm. And I didn't trust that he actually recorded it off of his phone. Yeah. Or Or if he did, production substituted it with what they recorded off the microphones. So I was distracted.
1: I didn't even think of that.
3: Like, I've bought into their, like,
1: true love narrative. Like, I don't know how I got to this point and never saw it for myself. But, like, here I am really rooting for them
3: and, like, wanting them to take it all the way. Yeah. You know, I feel about them the same way that I feel about all the couples on Vanderpump Rules, which is just take each other off the market. (laughs) Listen, I'm single and it's terrifying out there. So the more we can remove scary people from the mix. Do you think Bo is a scary person? He's the least scary, but, but I mean, I wouldn't date him. So yeah, get him out of here. Yeah.
1: The boys go play golf and James thinks that golf is a real step in the right direction for him. And I'm like, Oh boy, you have
3: a lot of work to do. If you think that about golf, um, James, if you're listening, come to a meeting with me. <laughs> I will show you what it means to be sober. It's a great, it's a great place to be. He's
1: doing everything except like doing the things that allow right. you to like get sober. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of a great approach. Like from just a viewer standpoint, it's like I'm into the delusion of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God someone's still being like a delusional downtown diva on this show because we need it.
3: I am. I I refer to myself as sober, but my sobriety means that I don't drink and I don't engage in eating disorder behaviors. But I obviously smoke weed and do mushrooms. Yeah, whatever. Everyone has those are of the earth. So they are of mother (laughs) earth um Gaia approved (laughs) (laughs) um but I have been in program for four years now and the I think most people in program will tell you that really once you take the substance away uh then the real work starts because the reason people go to meetings 10 20 years into it is not to keep themselves off of alcohol it's because you're learning a it's a gateway to learn about yourself Mm -hmm. um because previously you were using something to numb all of that and keep yourself from learning those things about yourself. So it's about when I go to meetings and I share, I'm not really talking about the food. I'm talking about what's going on in my life and how, you know, engaging in these behaviors for so many years kept me from developing a lot of skills um, to understand my own emotions. Yeah. And that shit is hard. And that's how, you know, That's how a sober person can tell the difference between a sober person and and someone who's dry. Mm -hmm. And so James is just dry. Yeah. He's trying not to drink or whatever, but he has no desire to do the work on himself to actually become a sober person. And he'll quickly learn that being dry doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're not doing the work.
1: Mm -hmm. Golf be damned.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can't say that golf is in the 12 traditions.
1: I would argue that golf is a step in the wrong direction.
3: I would also argue that. I think
1: you're correct. Sandoval asks everyone to stop asking Ariana about having kids. And it's very classic Jax to, like, not understand what the problem with that is. Right. Where he's just like, what's the fuck, problem? Like, he's pretty low-key, though, in this golf outing. Like... Kind I do just like
3: not participating. I don't like a Jack's lying in wait, which I think is kind of what he's doing this season. Yeah. It makes me nervous for the greater good.
1: I, it, yeah. Something is just like,
3: I don't know. Sometimes I like to imagine what their lives are like off camera, but in my mind, they're like really dark. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you imagining? Oh, Schwartz is just doing heroin all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's like basketball diaries style, like full blown. Yeah. H addict.
3: And when you open Sheena's um, makeup mirror, Mm -hmm. it's just like hydroxy cut that she bought off of eBay. Yeah. And nothing else. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, I did make a note that we didn't get any sheena this episode and it was kind of (laughs) nice uh
1: i love sheena like sheena keeps it real in the sense that sheena will always be sheena like she can't do anything other than what she was like put on this earth to do
3: which is be annoying yeah so it's like
1: i appreciate her as being like someone i can depend on because i feel like everyone else on the show has tricked me
3: I feel bad hating on her because she's never done any- anything that I would consider like a cardinal sin. I mean, she obviously gravely mishandled her relationship with Shay. Yeah. Um However, But like, thank God. By comparison, she's really not that bad. But fuck, is she annoying?
1: Yeah. She is annoying. She's brutally annoying, but that's what Ugh. makes her amazing because she just has no... Ability to like work on that part of her. Like, she, I don't think she finds herself annoying. And I think that right. she, when she hears other people call her annoying, she defaults to like, they're stupid or like they don't get me. Huh? And that's like, that's amazing. If like 99% of the people that listen to this podcast was like, Lara's fucking annoying. I would be like, maybe I'm annoying. Like I would, <laughs> like I would, I would be like, maybe the majority is onto something here. I'm not saying like, listen to your haters, please for Sheena, please don't listen to your haters. Because right. I need her to stay as Sheena as possible. But like, I love just, like, how clueless she is. Yeah. She's, like, kind of an innocent in that way.
3: She's definitely going to be the first to be sacrificed when the um, Antichrist yeah. comes to Vanderpump Rules or something happens. I've always called her the
1: sacrificial lamb of the show. Because she I feel like she is the one that always takes the brunt of everyone else's, like, rage and emotions. Yeah. But, like, God love her for it. Sandoval says Ariana is scared of childbirth and if he could have kids, he would, which is like noble. I yeah. like just love to imagine Sandoval. Like I hope men can eventually get pregnant like within the next few years. Cause I would love to see him carrying a child. Oh
3: God. I would love that. Also because I think um, Ariana talks a lot about not wanting to give birth uh, and not, bringing up surrogacy or adoption or anything. And I think that's just kind of something that she says to help support her. Like, I just don't want kids Mm -hmm. point of view. And, um, Santa Paul's just dummy. Yeah.
1: Not a listener,
3: not a listener. Definitely a dummy.
1: Carter, when the girls go out post like Lala's big premiere, it gets revealed that Carter took Kristen's wallet on vacation. What the fuck? And I was truly like, I was shaken. Did, but then I thought, did he just like accidentally like take a bag that her wallet was in and then like. I don't think we're getting the full story with Carter. We aren't, which is hard. Makes it, I mean, I don't like him. I think he's like a worm human, bless you. And <laughs> like, I'm never really. Did you say a worm him. human? Yeah, he just like was wormy to me. Um, I've never liked him, but I also would love more ammunition to, like, not like him. And I feel like we were really, like, deprived of that. He
3: definitely gives me the creeps. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of people that I know that if they, I have no reason to say this other than a vibe, but, like, if someone called me in 10 years and was like, turn on the news, XYZ murdered a bunch of people, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think that Carter's maybe one of them. Yeah, he has it's like, a like harsh. A simmering rage, the sing song voice, and oof, like
1: sometimes the overuse his facial of y'all, the overuse yeah, of like y'all. He is not, he's like not as chill as we would like to believe. Behind the beard, he he looks scary. If you took the beard off, oof, it would be a whole different person. Yeah, I feel like also I was really sad when Kristen had her like talking head moment. She said, "If I'm getting married, it's going to be to Carter." Oh because i'm getting old and i don't want to be miserable and alone that
3: and that broke my heart killed me yeah i was sad in that moment even i mean Kristen is a monster but i love her because she's provided the best content on this show the show was built on her back a thousand percent yeah and I, you know what? She might be the sacrificial lamb. She is, like goes
1: back and forth she does.
3: with it. Um, she's, like I wanted, the, she's the
1: martyr of the show. And then the sacrificial lamb is Sheena. I wanted to hug her. I'm yeah. like,
3: girl, it does not have to be that way. It doesn't. You don't need to get
1: married to Carter, A. In fact, you no. should immediately break up with him. You should freeze your eggs. Freeze your eggs. if you haven't already. And like, you're A also not old because... She's what?
3: 36, 37? Yeah.
1: But like, Girl, whatever. Girl, that time. Everyone's 36 or 37. If she's worried
3: about having kids, freeze your eggs. Do it now. Figure it out later. I promise you, whatever you're feeling right now, when you think about it, 36, 37 might feel old. But if you're going to live till you're like 80, 90, what, are you going to be miserable for 50 years for more than half your life? You're You're not not. even halfway there. And
1: also if like you're going, if being alone makes you miserable, think about that because you should like go to therapy and learn how to be alone. I don't think she's ever been alone because she went from relationship to relationship to relationship. Right. I
3: have a lot of friends that are serial monogamists and I am a serial single person. Mm -hmm. So I always... It always blows my mind, but I also am just like, well, I've had a really opposite experience. But yeah, I'm like, girl, do some, do some work. Yeah. Go to therapy. I don't know if she stuck it out in therapy for too long after James.
1: No, I feel like like she got medicated,
3: went to a few therapy sessions, found a new relationship and was like, I'm good.
1: Yeah. I'm unclear.
3: You got to stick with therapy. Yeah. I've seen my therapist consistently for more than five years now. Mm-hmm. And look at me. I'm perfect. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Stasi meets Bo's mom and gives her a gift from candle delirium, which I thought was a chic move on Cute. her part. I'm curious as to what the candle was, but I'll it, pretend that it was a good one. It probably smelled too sweet. Um. Also, I identify heavily with Bo's mom. Like I felt like I was looking towards the future and saw myself and I was like, I am Issa and Issa is me and we are one. (laughs) What did you identify with? I was just like, like her hat was really interesting to me. Her like sunglasses. She's like a single mom. And I'm, like, really open to the possibility of being a single mom. And uh, just, like, she's into therapy. I, too, love therapy. And I was, like, tag yourself. I'm Bo's mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, done. Okay. <laughs> Lisa. Oh, wait. Okay. So, Brittany is getting... Uh, this is a weird also like a side moment britney's like her wisdom wisdom teeth teeth surgery i'm like okay you know is sucking when instead of getting like some plastic surgery that they can't afford they're getting like their wisdom teeth out that was so stupid anyways um i liked seeing britney's head get like jiggled around during her wisdom teeth surgery Um, something about that made me like happy which is weird but it's just like my truth yeah okay um Jax says he almost gets off on taking care of Brittany which I love just like that he's saying he doesn't get off on it right he's like
3: I almost if I had a soul I might get off on taking care of her sometimes I think about having sex with Jax and I get so grossed out that I have to sit down for a few minutes I feel like I mean you know he's a face fucker what do you mean? Like he like he grabs grab the your back head of her and like, head and like yeah, just like shoves his dick into her mouth. I feel like the
1: fun thing about having sex with Jax would be like the flirting beforehand and like the build it would be a lot of build up. If you could let there be a lot of build up, but I feel like the actual sex if you took any sort of buildup away from it would not be great. I think he's like a rabbit, like just like a pound and then it's over kind of guy. Or I- it would be amazing because he's so fucking crazy that like, he just has no shame in the bedroom. I think I winced
3: like five times. Yeah. While you you were shut that. down.
1: You're like in a catatonic <laughs> state. <laughs>
3: i think if someone said
1: what if you never answer i said that and then i was like oh i'm sorry i have to end the podcast and like get call 9 hannah the help she needs because she's fully shut down <laughs> tears are coming out of her eyes but she's not saying anything I'm,
3: like in bird box like i just saw the creature yeah my eyes are bleeding that's what bird box is is just jack's jack's face yeah someone <laughs> they envision themselves having sex with jacks mm-hmm. they see across the way it's just them getting railed from behind by jacks yeah and then they go into a state of panic and drive off the road because what else do you do after that you kill yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. or you're just like amazing crazy and you're like oh my god you have to try it you have to fuck Jack.
3: no like, oh my god like those people that want you to take the blindfolds <laughs> yeah they're on, just like
1: no! just fuck jacks and like everything you hear while you have the blindfolds on is just like
3: Come on, like that's fuck. Like, come on, my dick's so hard. And it's just like Jack's trying to fuck you. Um I think a gate just formed itself outside of my vagina.
1: <laughs> You're like a Barbie doll down there now. Yeah. Just like all the skin grew together. Yep. Um Schwartz Sucks on his inhaler in like a very dramatic way when Ariana comes over and like starts asking Jax to like not bring up any childbirth or Jax brings it up. Oh, Jax brings it up to her. I love Schwartz gets nervous and then just like sucks down an inhaler. And I was like, what are you? Well, like what's going on? I
3: do love Jax being like, I'm so sorry. I brought up that thing that I'm going to bring up right now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about it in depth. And I'm sorry for talking about it. It's really good.
1: I also love like imagining Schwartz needing an inhaler because he's so busy like he's like chasing the dragon. Like he's like literally smoking coke now.
3: Yeah. He's like I am serious. I really think he's on some hard shit. <laughs>
1: he's like um Erica what's her face in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie's like Michael Douglas and he's always like locking himself in the bathroom to just like fucking smoke crack. What if he's um
3: fully... Because we haven't really seen or heard much of him from him this season. He's no. kind of just a background character a little bit. What if he's like full the lady for requiem the old lady in requiem for a dream at the end when she's just like fully seeing visions all the time he's on the subway while we're seeing him in a blank when we see him with a blank face he's seeing visions Mm -hmm. yeah yeah in the
1: background like he's like seeing visions and then like sucking down his inhaler something ain't right Ariana, I love when she said she would buy the house and the Tom is gets mad he and buy her out and she'll stay there forever. I mean, this must be
3: a different house though, right? Not the one they ended up getting. Because they know. just closed. They just closed, but maybe they had a long no, no, that would be a really too long. Thirty day escrow is all you're getting in this town. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a different house. I have um i used to be a celebrity personal assistant and Mm -hmm. two i worked for two couples that bought and sold houses while i worked for them and i mean it is like it happens fast it's a competitive market out there
1: it's super competitive good for them for purchasing real estate in this economy
3: yeah although it's it's a buyer's market right now no it's not what am i saying yeah Sometimes I just say things with confidence. That sounded even though good. I, I was know. going with that. I was like, "Yes, it's definitely a buyer's
1: market." No, no, I got literally nothing about real estate. Except I gotta that watch it's that about myself. <laughs> You're like a lot. You're like I'm like Jax Taylor. I too am a liar.
3: I just say things with confidence even when I'm not sure about it.
1: You were selling me.
3: Yeah, I gotta catch that. Jackson
1: Britt's apartment
3: it's just wild. That's a note that I
1: had. It's so decorated. I can't get over it. And then, okay. So we get to like the meatiness, the meat of this episode, which is this therapy moment with Issa where she, Kristen and Carter, like things break down so fast that it took me a while to figure out what was happening. Right. So Kristen and Carter getting ready to have everyone over. Kristen is like getting mad at Carter. She says, I hate when you say the word booze. It's so trashy. Is that what he said? Yeah. So they're in a point in their relationship where she's like getting mad at him for breathing, right? Which is like that's the time when you break up. If you get mad at your partner for saying a word, like the word "booze," which is like what I like the word "booze." I like the word. Yeah. I mean,
3: I get where she's coming from because sometimes I have guys that I like or whatever that they say a certain thing, and I'm just like I cringe all the way. I've had that too, but then I have usually immediately broken up with them after that. Well, or you just shut the fuck up. I know, because but I'm like, if, you, if a
1: word you're saying makes me cringe, it's just like totally. a regular word. I'm like, it's not meant to be.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. It is a sign of either shut up or break it off. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but they're at like petty fight about nothing phase yeah. in this like horrific relationship, and. Uh, Everyone comes over and Bo's mom gives a TED talk about her favorite topic, reptilian brain.
3: I wish we would have heard more of that because I feel like that scene went like this. Reptilian brain, reptilian brain, reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. Is it's it like,
1: your reptilian brain. That is your reptilian brain where you just are thinking, am I going to live or am I going to die? Reptilian brain. Reptilian brain. Yeah, and then everyone was like, "Okay, was Lala fun. was wearing insane pants." Oh, I didn't catch the pants. Her pants were literally just strings tied together, like in a spiderweb formation. It was a yep. true, like, the most insane pants I've ever seen. Maybe,
3: um but once again, one of those moments I really don't like, where they're doing that weird sitcommy thing. Where then they yeah. went to each person. It's like maybe it was my reptilian brain when insert joke here. You know, it's like this isn't a sitcom. It's
1: funny no, on its own. It. You don't need to make when you try and make a show that's just like organically funny, like funny, then it just like it doesn't work. I want Who's watching r- that and like laughing. That's a vape lol to me. That's <sighs> like the biggest fucking vape lol <laughs> of life is when they try and like do Vanderpump lols. Take them down. Yeah, Take them down. I'm done. Katie and Stasi decide to go talk to Carter. And then immediately, like after the TED talk, they sit down on the bed and just like immediately start yelling at him. And then Carter yells back at them or tries to tell them that the reason Kristen is always sad is because they make her sad because she's in a bad mood after she hangs out with them and it has nothing to do with him. So then they get really mad this is when it gets to, like, the Vanderpump level that I like, which yeah. is just, like, high dysfunction, zero communication, you're drunk, and your emotions are high, and you're just screaming for no reason. Did you see
3: that meme of um, Katie and Stassi versus Kim and Kyle? mm
1: Where they're, like... Because they're, they're pointing, and they're standing there, like the slut pig.
3: Oh, God. The yeah. B- the best episode of anything ever. Yeah. Okay, I hate when Katie turns her language on and all of a sudden she's, I've never been so insulted in my life. Yeah. Uh, same thing with I'm like, I think you have and I think you cried about it to Lisa. Actually. She gets really like she uses she loves she loves to use her big words mm-hmm. and she loves to make to put herself in this place where she's really too good to be treated this way and mm-hmm. how dare you. Um, and it's the same thing as, oh, you know. It's just okay. I will form a thought here in a second. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the same thing as the Billy Lee situation. Oh, where yeah. Where suddenly she was. Now, granted, um, everyone's got their opinions on the Billy Lee thing. I'm kind of on Team Billy Lee, and I yeah. know that not everyone is, but I am. I think that they should have. It's the responsible responsibility of the privileged people to. Listen to the marginalized people, and at least like pay attention to the optics. Yeah, it's a bad look if you're doing a girls' night and you don't include your trans woman mm-hmm. coworker. It's a bad look, whether it was meant whether it was meant to be shady or not. Like, just recognize that we live in a world where you probably didn't think about how that could offend someone. Yeah, so just and you know, and just be like, up. okay, yeah, you're included
1: now. Sorry about that, and like, let's move on yeah instead of being like what the fuck like anyway. you
3: did me dirty like Anyways. all of that when she like so it's the same thing as she is like no you are instead of sitting there and being like i would maybe i should think about how i'm coming off right now or my contribution to this mm-hmm. it's that other people are attacking you and you're like too good for this yeah and then all of a sudden you put yourself in this position where you're using this nice language that's elevated and how could you possibly be contributing to this situation or doing anything wrong when you sound so eloquent Mm -hmm. and like that's that's what she does yeah it's like shifting responsibility
1: and blame onto the other person and so then they scream they're screaming at each other then kristen comes in who. Kristen Doty is now like three... She's like three sheets to the wind wasted. Right. I think that Kristen's like nearing blackout phase because she... God bless. Climbs on the bed and with her feet and shoes on the bed, which is first sign of you're not well and might need to be 5150 And she's on her knees. She's on her knees trying to stand up to Katie and Stassi. And then she goes, that, can you not... Please don't yell in my room. Please don't yell in my room. So like what? Don't.
3: Oh, no, no. It was don't yell in my house, especially not in my, in my, my bedroom.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was like, okay, Kristen, like you're fucking psycho.
3: I mean, I respect what she's saying. Like, please don't yell in my house. Yeah, I, but, I get like, it. But she really... <laughs> So she's she's wasted. Yeah.
1: Tells them not to yell in her bedroom, which causes them to like yell more. So then they yell at Kristen. Kristen yells back at them. Carter's yelling at them too. And no one can like calm down enough to like really parse out what was said and like what the big problem is. So like Katie and Stassi are mad that Kristen won't clarify that she hates Carter and he makes her unhappy carter's mad because he thinks kristen is only unhappy because she hangs out with katie and Stasi and kristen's just like yelling at everyone not to yell while they're in her bedroom this
3: it's times like these that i love these people yeah. because they're so different from me because i there are many things that i would rather do than get involved in my friend's relationship with her boyfriend mm-hmm. um and they are just all in, baby. Yeah.
1: And I think also they're like being prompted. Like they're told like you're now going to sure. have this fight with Carter and like whatever is going to go down will go down. But like they can't like fight productively. And so then peppered throughout, then Kristen like overheats. So she has to take a break. She lights some sage and just starts like saging her entire Oh, my God. Which was incredible.
3: <laughs> but also. Incredible. My-
1: not the way that Sage looks no. and not the way that it's meant to be but ah. Kristen is like fully emotionally checked out like she's done like there's no more speaking to Dodie like she's it then everyone else is like just repeating reptilian brain over and over, over, and, and, over. and over and Issa looks really shocked at what all is happening Bo looks miserable and Katie storms out as
3: she's want to do.
1: Yeah. Katie storms out when she realizes that someone's about to like prove her wrong. Right. Or, like that. They're like about to have like a like a one up on her mental capabilities.
3: I mean, it is amazing that no one I will give Carter credit for not fully just being like you and your relationship in your garbage sham marriage mm-hmm. are going to dare to say anything about my relationship because I would have gone dirty. Yeah. If, if, if Katie was attacking my relationship, I would have taken her down.
1: I know. And that's the thing is like, no one's, no one's like clapping back to anyone this season. Really? Like if Katie had said that to me, like what she said to Kristen, where she's like, thank God I'm not dating him. I would have been like, excuse me. Like, did we not just go through the same fucking thing and that you got married to the person that you were so miserable about? Like, step off and let's like not use that kind of disrespectful tone
3: my go-to fighting tactic is to shut up and take some time away Mm -hmm. because my instinct would be to eviscerate her in the moment and so i have to like keep that demon at bay yeah
1: yeah i'm a big proponent of like i think that words can really like scar and when you go for the jugular like that like that can hurt worse like and just not help the situation so i too am like i don't want to say something that i'm gonna really regret later right because it's like i'm down to open up like the can of worms but i feel like it's better if you
3: just like don't yeah yeah i wouldn't be able to interact with katie yeah because but then also her I'm,
1: hypocrisy I just i would it's insane it would drive me insane but i'm also really sensitive to where like if someone reads me like that like i'm like how fucking dare you speak to me in that way right and i'll never forget it yeah <laughs> but yeah everyone screams reptilian brain then katie storms out and Issa's face when katie went out was that was a beautiful moment
3: it was yeah i mean throwing a mom in the mix they've been doing it a lot this season it's essential um oh god what, it I mean, heightens what, everything so my my mom watches Vanderpump. she watches <sighs> real Housewives, and we chat all the time about god, it i wish my mom would get on board i mean she could she can speak to all of this we can go to town mm-hmm. on this stuff um but I think that if she was ever in a situation where I was behaving this way or like my friends were behaving this way, she would slap me across the face and be like, what are you doing? Yeah.
1: I have not. I'm trying to remember any time. Ta- like, I feel like the last time I was like screaming at my friends was like in a situation of this caliber was like when I was like 22 or 23 years. Right. Old. Like, it right. just Doesn't it's like doesn't happen yeah my friends started screaming
3: at each other. I would leave, yeah, I mean, the last time that I was really well, that's not true. I still sometimes get really worked up like this, um but it takes me a lot to get there, yeah, and it's not to i mean once i once I'm there, I'm never speaking to that person ever again, yeah, you know, mhm, they're blocked they're they've got a restraining order against them. I don't know. <laughs>
1: If my girlfriends came in and started screaming at the guy I was dating and then screaming at me and then like one stormed out, I'd be like, wow, we're probably like not going to be friends anymore.
3: No, like, never. that seems like chaotic. I feel like I don't have, I mean, I, I don't even the biggest fights that I have with my friends are not like this. Yeah. Not at all.
1: I just love that everyone was educated on exactly what it is they do at all times, which is like operate from their like eight-year-old traumatized inner child Mm -hmm. and then immediately just like acted out that exact thing. Yeah. Masters. (laughs) Masters (laughs) of (laughs) reptilian brain.
3: They are all acting out of their reptilian brain now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's not as good as some of the juice that we've gotten before, but I was thankful to see something.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, it gave me something. It gave me something. But I do feel that if we were in like a season two moment that this this fight would be... No one wouldn't give a shit. It wouldn't be like...
1: No, this would be... As
3: featured. It would be nothing. This would
1: be Sunday. This would be Sunday brunch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're just... The show might have peaked. Oh, I can't I think believe it did. that you think oh, that I, think I cannot believe that you think there won't be a next season. I don't think there will be a next season. I'm wow. calling it now. Okay, I really love do that. that.
3: I would love a Vegas spin-off.
1: I'd love a Vegas spin-off. I'll take a Vanderpump Dog spin-off. Listen, I would do I'll a Tom take,
3: Tom spin-off. I'll take whatever, bravo. Yeah.
1: Goes I mean, whatever I get is what I'll deal with. Yeah. But I guess if we're going to go... Like, I can't do another season of,
3: like, this caliber of Vanderpump Rules. It feels like a waste of everyone's time. It is a waste of everyone's time. It's a waste of my time currently. Yeah. But I'm so... I'm glad to have monetized attached. this obsession. Because True. if I hadn't, I would be furious. Um, I wouldn't say I'm furious. Because <laughs> I have not monetized this obsession. <laughs> but I'm... Like I would like to have a stern talking to, Mm -hmm. to whomever is in charge here. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Cohen. I know you're listening. Call me. I wonder if,
1: how much say he has like in this show now, I feel like he just like catches the checks and then is like dealing with his baby. Maybe. Mm hmm
3: i don't know but i do think the cast maybe i think the cast has a big they're a big part of the reason why they're being portrayed so normally and i think that if they if the ratings go down and things like that they're gonna have some choices to make Mm -hmm. well i'm not pleased me neither you've heard it here first
1: we're speaking truth. <laughs> Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for
3: having me. This um, is very fun. So fun. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, okay. Um, you can find me on Instagram at what the whatthefaust, W-H-A-T-T-H-E-F-A-U-S-T. Um, I also have, I guess I'll plug a couple things. Yeah, um, plug away. I'm on a very fun dance squad called the LA City Municipal Dance Squad. And we have a... Campaign collaboration launching this week with and other stories, which is really fun. So, um, follow and look at all of our pictures and go buy things from and other stories. Recently featured in Vogue as well. Recently featured in Vogue, uh, featured in, we also have a Time Magazine profile on us from last year. She, so go check it out. Um, it's very fun. And yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm a comedian and dancer and you know, all those fucking things uh so come see me perform if you're in la or follow along for all my good content i love it i'm a little thirsty on instagram so if you're a straight man you might enjoy as well oh i love that how la of you i'm not right now because i have a lot of uh like I just did like a modeling campaign for this company called pop linen and I've got the, and other stories things coming out and those are all very tasteful, but, and and I'm posting a lot of stuff from those projects. But okay. when I'm left to my own devices, there are a lot of pictures of my cleavage. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're a thoughtful hoe.
3: Yes. T H O T.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I need to channel my inner thoughtful hoe. Oh more Oh my on the God. Gram.
3: I mean my, I would say most of the time my Instagram is um, not PG 13 it's like in
1: between that and our yeah love yeah well if that doesn't get you followers i don't know
3: what will. oh my god i mean just come my way please i beg of you <laughs> if you're a straight man come see what's up yeah <laughs> love <laughs> uh vote for me in the presidential election in 2020 with randall emmett and lala kent my yeah Faust, running mints emmett running kent meant. 2020 mm-hmm.
1: all right I know
0: I know I'm feeling, cause I know I know I'm feeling, cause I know I know.